Are you a fanatic? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Fanatic Life Podcast. Here are your hosts, John Gunter and Jamie Tipton. Thank you, Jamie. Here we go. This is this is live, Jamie. We have we have started the podcast, and for all of you out there, we are so glad you're joining us. Uh, we have called this thing the Fanatic Life Podcast because we want to talk about things that that we enjoy. We want to talk about things that you enjoy, just things we are all fans of, maybe some things that we can pass on to you that you uh, you haven't heard of or you haven't experienced yet, but we want to do that here. Uh, I'm John Gunter, and with me, hopefully going forward, is Jamie Tipton. Jamie, what's going on? Oh, you know, just sitting here and enjoying this beautiful hot weather, you know. You mind if I take my shirt off? I don't mind at all, seeing as I I cannot see you right now. <laughs> I don't well, I don't want anything to do with that. But thanks for the mental picture. Well, then I won't mention anything about pants. That's right. Thank you, thank you, man. It is. It has been hot, um, man. It is that time of the year where it seems like here in in Arkansas it goes from pretty comfortable to unbearable in about a day. <sighs> Uh, so we, we're definitely trying to find some things indoors, at least my family is, uh, to try and uh, try and pass the time. But uh, I'll tell you one thing that I have I have really been enjoying lately. My family for uh, for Christmas got me a griddle. You ever cooked on a griddle? Oh, yes. We have a uh, one of those ceramic coated griddles and work wonderful for pancakes and bacon and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we had some friends over the other night. I've got a, a 36 inch camp chef griddle, uh, man, it, it's awesome. I, I finished doing pancakes and stuff. And then my wife came out and she said, we need bacon. And so she lays out two full packages of bacon on this thing. And you were like challenge accepted. <laughs> Except for the whole, you know, grease popping thing. I told her, I said, I said, listen, you keep putting bacon on this thing. You're going to run this because, you know, whoever runs, it's going to be mauled, you know, scarred for life. Uh, <laughs> going to walk by and people are going to yell unclean or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Quasimodo. Or, I don't know, man. It, but, but man, those are awesome. It, it is a little warm to be standing over a grill or griddle, but man, I have enjoyed that. Uh, so you guys do breakfast foods. I'll tell you one thing that's really cooked well on mine is chicken. I have done some some chicken and some little bit of stir fry type thing. Oh my goodness! If you haven't if you haven't done that before, that's what you need. You need to go out and buy yourself a griddle. I'm, I'm saying right now, I am a fan of griddles. So so go get you one today. Another thing that's really come up on the radar in the last week, uh, ESPN has put out this. A little, I don't know if it was part of the 30 for 30. It's definitely not 30 minutes, but uh, just a um, really a nostalgic flashback to the 1998 baseball season. Uh, they called it Long Gone Summer. And man, I, I recommend it, but uh, for a lot of reasons. But man, just watching that, Jamie, I think most of us remember that. Uh, you know, you and I were both born in the 80s, and so we were we were plenty old enough by 98, but Man, what a season for baseball! Just thinking back on that, what do you what sticks out to you from from that time in '98 where you have Sosa and McGuire, you know, Cardinals, Cubs, 
two guys in the same division, in the same league, in the same division, going after really Maris's 61 home run record. What do you remember from that, man? I just, for me personally, being a lifelong Cubs fan, was just excited to see the Cubs winning. And, you know, just the whole excitement surrounding baseball, coming back from that 94 season where the strike, you know, basically ended that season. I mean, baseball took a big hit. I'm afraid that's what's happening right now with baseball, but that's another story for a different day. But Mm -hmm. just the fact that the Cubs had not made the playoffs, and I, I believe it was nine years. And I mean, I think, okay, in 98, so I would have been 15 years old. You know, last time the Cubs were in the playoffs, I was in kindergarten. You know, wow. so before I really knew what baseball was. Right. So that was my first, you know, being a, like I said, a lifelong Cubs fan, just the excitement around the whole you know, the whole home run chase, the fact that they were both vying for the playoffs. Um, and I, I know the Cubs made it. I, I don't know if the yeah the the Cardinals didn't. Mm-mm. They were they were hovering around five hundred, and that was another part of this that I had forgotten. Uh, like you said, that uh, in the middle of this, which was, I mean, this was must see TV. I mean, people. People tuned in to Sports Center. People checked the paper. You know, this was before our cell phones sent us apps all the or sent us notifications all the time. You know, people were checking this. I remember looking, going to a store, and they had the uh, they had. I think it was McGuire. I think I actually saw McGuire's sixty uh, second. You know, when I went to a store and it was on. I mean, everybody watched it. But you're right. The other part of this that I completely forgot about was the Cubs, they had a shot at the playoffs, and, well, spoiler alert, we're, we're only, what, 22 years after the fact. But, right. Uh, spoiler alert, they made the playoffs in the midst of this. And so, like you said, that was a big deal. And, I mean, I remember, you know, you'd get up early before school and flip on the morning sports center to see who was who was in the lead if – Sosa had caught McGuire. If McGuire had passed back in front of Sosa and just all of that. And I remember I was watching the game and I watched McGuire hit his 60-second home run. Mm. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I could be totally wrong, that was like he hit it into right field. And that was like the only... Left left field just... Just got over the fence. Just got over the fence? Another, okay. Uh-huh. One of, the, one of their grounds crew guys got it. Well, then that takes out what I was about to say completely. Because <laughs> he, like, McGuire was known as a pull hitter. And, like, I think out of those, how much did he, he ended up hitting, what, 60? Was it, no, he hit 70 that year. He hit he 70. He hit 70. Mm-hmm. Sosa, Sosa hit 66. Like, he hit one to right field. Yeah, and that's like, crazy. The rest were into left. Where Sosa, you know, he was more of a hit it, hit it where he could hit her. I just remember mm-hmm. he 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 pulled a, the majority of his, but like sixty percent went into left field, twenty went center and right. You know, twenty right. twenty. So, but yeah, I just well, remember the yeah. excitement. 
McGuire actually said they, they, uh, uh, I, I don't remember if it was part of the interview that, you know, they, they interviewed them both, um, uh, for this, this long gone summer. And McGuire said, you know, I wish it had been one of my, you know, uh, bigger shots you know <laughs> i think it was i think it was the shortest home run of the year it, but i remember watching sosa you know running in from right field to congratulating yeah you know and them hugging at home plate like you know there was a mutual respect there right right well that's what that's that's part of it that i had forgotten as well that man they had done they had done uh, uh interviews together because they were both going through the same thing. You know, they both uh, were, were having to deal with this immense pressure. Uh, and on this, you know, on this uh, long gone summer special, you know, they go back and they show Roger Maris and Roger Maris was a guy that they, they kind of classified as not a lot of people liked. No. And he was especially foul during this time because it was, it was just immense pressure. Um, said some of the people were on him, like, how are you going to ba- break the Babes record? You know, you're running right. baseball. Yeah. He, and then you take he, a day off and they'd say, well, how are you, how are you not going to play? You know, right. so he couldn't, he couldn't win. And I knew there were, there was also, if you have not seen it, there's a movie and it's 61. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it. It's a, it's, it's an older movie. Uh, it's actually, uh, I believe Billy Crystal directed it. Uh, stars Thomas Jane as Mickey Mantle and Barry Pepper as Roger Maris. And it tells about that season because I believe that was Maris's first season in New York. Like he'd come from Mm. Kansas city. Um, but yeah, it, it goes into depth, the pressure because everybody was saying, well, it should be Mickey should be Mantle who breaks this record. Mantle's a Yankee. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're not a Yankee. You, you're just got here. And like it, there's parts of the movie, like he's running his, you know, he's got this little, this buzz cut, but he like runs his head through his hair. And, you know, he's just pulling out clumps of hair because of the stress. Like right. Yeah. They showed season. that. I, I never knew that. But yeah, that is a good movie. If you have not checked it out, check it out. It's one of the best one top five baseball movies out there man so is it is it is it more documentary style is it i mean is it trying to be true to what happened i mean what you're telling me is you know is what they covered in this espn special so i know that's true but i mean is it Uh, what what are they trying to do that to your understanding it's it's telling the story of Mantle and maris and the race for 61 and the whole the whole asterisk thing too is what they get into as well because mm-hmm. Maris hit 61 home runs in, I believe it was when the season went from 145 games to 154 mm-hmm. compared to the 162 now. But I believe McGuire right. hit his in like before the 154th game. So there wasn't no asterisks beside his name because of that anyway. Yeah, that's what they said in this is the commissioner, commissioner, you know, Basically, you know, said Maris hadn't broken it because, like you said, the extra games. And I, right. I couldn't remember if it was if it had just gone from one fifty four to one sixty two or something. But you're right; there was a a change in games there, which isn't. I mean, I mean, we we love to compare people, and um, you know, and it will shoot different generations even. But right. yeah, when you look at 
a record like that, which baseball fans love stats, love records. Oh, yes. And uh, when you when you change up the amount of games and then a guy hits it, you know, with more games, you say, hold up. No. Mm-mm. Well, if you gave Babe Ruth, you know, 15 more games, how many home runs would he hit? Exactly. And the answer exactly. is, we don't know. That's right. <laughs> we, ha- we hate that answer, too. We'd, we'd like to know. Right. Another thing I would like to know, and this kind of be a subject near and dear to your heart, going into this 98 season, it was not Maguire Sosa that the big hype was around. Mm -hmm. It was, it was Maguire and Griffey because I think. Why don't you you not bring that up? Yeah. This going in 98 and 97, Griffey had hit 56 home runs. And I think Maguire had hit the same amount as well. I think so. Yeah. And so it was, it was like, they're both on the doorstep. Somebody's going to do it. If you can hit 56, you know, 61 is just, you know, a few hat bats away. Right. And I mean, so, well, the, the end of the season, you know, the season is completely consumed and rightly so by Sosa and McGuire and just the fantastic, um, fantastic stuff that comes out of that. Like you said, Sosa running in, uh, doing the Mark McGuire, you know, home run celebration with him and McGuire turns around and does, you know, the Sammy Sosa, you know, heart lips, heart, you know, yeah, <laughs> piece, yeah. you know. And so, uh, but but in the midst of the season, Griffey again hits 56 home runs, which is a huge deal, but not in comparison to 66 or 70. Yeah. And so, uh, go ahead. uh, And also, that's the start of, like, Sosa. He hits over 60 the next two years after that. Mm. I think he is still the only player in history that's had multiple 60 home run seasons. Isn't that crazy? Because I believe McGuire tailed off after that. He did. Didn't he? He retired yeah, he shortly after that, if I'm not mistaken. It wasn't. It wasn't a long time after. But you know, I guess you know the the major storyline that comes to the end of this is, uh, and I couldn't remember the timeline on it, but you know, at some point during the season, I think it's about halfway through the season, which, by the way, you know, by uh, the All Star break. Griffey, McGuire, and Sosa are, are all sitting at like 33, 34 home runs, which is just amazing. Yes. But during the middle of the season is when, you know, some uh, some reporter notices that McGuire's got this uh, this bottle of pills up here right. on his on his locker. And so that that begins the whole steroid talk. Um, and you know, uh, I, I don't know how you look at it now. You know, because Sosa gets lumped into this because of a a, a a leaked positive, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, McGuire kept saying, well, you know, everyone was doing it and it wasn't illegal. Right. And uh, and so, and so, you know, as you, as you look at it as, and you and I are both dads now, you know, I don't want my kids, you know, growing up and playing baseball and, and thinking, man, I've got to, I've got to take these pills and bulk up and, you know maybe even put myself at some health risks just to compete. Uh, but the other thing is, you know, I don't know that we can look back on them and really wag our fingers, so to speak, because it wasn't illegal. And uh, like it got noticed because nobody was hiding it. Right. McGuire, well, McGuire just had the bottle there. Right. I think the actual, you know, the anabolic steroid, you know, was illegal, but the supplement he was taking was not. 
which was, okay, I got was like a like an HGH or something like that. That would I, I think it was called Androstein or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just remember that's it was right. called a- Andro, and it was like it was like a, a just a substance like a supplement you could go to like GNC and buy. But you know, it was one of those that's gray areas, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and as far as I mean. Supposedly, there's the 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 leak positive test for Sosa. Sosa denies ever doing PEDs, which I mean, that's a, what a lot of them have done. Um, sure, McGuire, McGuire has come out, and I believe did Bonds. Bonds come out and say, See, I don't remember PED. on him, but I know McGuire. He was I don't like, remember oh, if he ever admitted. You know, A Rod did. A Rod did. I know that. Yes, but mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah I mean, his, served his stuff. It's kind of one of those, well, yeah, he was on steroids, but so were half the pitchers. Right. Yeah. You know, they're throwing, I mean, mid-90s, I mean, how many pitchers were throwing 100-mile-per-hour fastballs? Mm-hmm. I mean, that number Kind of makes me, you wonder what they're, how they're doing it now. Right. Because, <laughs> you, I mean, you're not, you're not throwing hard unless you're throwing 96 now, seems right. like. Right. But, I mean, it seems like there was more in that air throwing harder. But I mean, that just yeah. could be me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, put them in the hall, but, it, but admit, you know, Hey, this was in the steroid era. So, you know, but they are, yeah. they are hall of famers. I mean, I, you can't take that away from mm-hmm. them. I mean, they, I mean, you can call it cheating. Yeah. That's yeah. You know, a lot of it came up with Barry Bonds and, um, I think, yeah, I think with uh, with Bonds, you know, his personality. What we, what you saw with Sosa and McGuire was uh, were two people who, you know, really just got out with the fans. Uh, man, Sosa, dude, I was I wasn't even a, a Cubs fan. Of course, I was your buddy, so you know, I, I was a Cubs fan by osmosis or something. But uh, <laughs> but Sosa, I mean, man, he just loved it. He just loved what he was doing. He was like a you know, he, he was like one of these guys you feel like if you were a pro, if I ever made it to be a pro, that's who I'd want to be. He was just happy. having fun. Yeah, happy doing all this. But then we get down the road to Bonds and Bonds, you know, ends up breaking, uh, breaking the record. But both he's got records. an attitude. Yeah, both records. But he's got an attitude that people don't like at all. No. And so you really get into, you get into this. But with, with Bonds, you know, I, I would... Um, I kept hearing things like, well, you know, steroids doesn't really, doesn't really help you that much. Uh, and it was almost like, like what people thought others were saying was that steroids did it all for you. You know, like you would take a scrub and make them a pro, you know, no, that's not what we're saying, but, but it did give you an edge. It gave you the extra power. It gave you the extra recovery, you know, and all these things. And so, right. I mean, I could take steroids right now and it's not going to do anything for me because I'm not going to the gym and hitting weights and doing all that other stuff. That's right. Yeah. But, but you add it to that professional regimen of training. Yeah, exactly. Whatnot, it gives you a. Yeah. And the God given ability that you already have for all these guys, you know, to be able to hit a ball coming that fast from that short a distance, you know, they can already do that, but give you a little bit of edge. Right. And that's what was, you know, making the difference. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not going pro anytime soon. 
Um, well, we won't. Uh, we've we've spoken long. We've spoken long enough about about this. It, it's just a fantastic uh, little documentary. Uh, if nothing else, for n- nostalgia, go back and and watch this thing. Uh, you need to see it. And I, I know for for many of you, we would have you would have lived it like we did. Uh, and it's just it's just a lot of fun. And unfortunately, my my guy Griffey didn't get a whole lot of love. They did show him showed that sweet swing, you know. But uh, but other than that, you, you just need to watch it. Really, really well put together and new interviews with McGuire and Sosa and uh, uh, even even asking Sosa about PEDs again. So you have to go see his answer there. But uh, but go watch it. Uh, the You know, the other thing in baseball news that uh, uh, you and I had talked about was this man out in New Jersey who passed away at at 97 years old. And uh, there was something special about what he left behind for his family. Jamie, what was it? It was a massive collection of baseball cards. Speaking of nostalgia, you know, many of us back in the day collected baseball cards looking for our fortune, you know, Mm -hmm. in these cards. Well, this family actually got it from their, uh, their uncle Jimmy as they affectionately referred to him as this gentleman had amassed a collection over his lifetime that any sports car collector would be envious of 1933 babe roofs he did not just have Mm. one of them he had six and all six were autographed man and that brings me to a question for you for you you know it's it's if you've got multiples of a card, yeah, of course you sell off. But what if you had that one? What if you had one 1933 Babe Ruth autographed? Do you sell that card? Mm. Well, the thing is, you mean as a, at like if you were Jimmy and you were young or if you're his family no, right now? I'm talking about you personally. You get left oh, me this, personally. You personally, you get left this card by a family member that you didn't, you know, Maybe not knew they had this card, and they left it to you because, hey, my my nephew John here, he's a baseball fan, baseball card collector. He can have my my prized possession. Mm. Knowing that card is yeah, worth well, one hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. Yeah, and that, uh, Jamie's not just making that up. That's what they expect these cards to bring. And remember, he has six of them, and his family didn't know. They didn't realize what he had until they're, they're going through his stuff. And then, yeah, now just, just those six cards, you know, around $600,000, would I sell it? I would only, I think I would only sell it. I would only sell it if I had to, if there was some financial, you know, something I needed because a card like that, that's an investment. That That's probably an investment better than any kind of financial thing you can do. <laughs> right. I mean, if you've got Babe Ruth's autograph, that thing's just going up. And we're not talking, you know, $100,000 is a lot of money. But let's be honest, that's not life-changing money. Right. You know, and as a collector, that's like a holy grail. Like, you have, you know, if you collect any kind of baseball memorabilia, whether you're a fan of the Yankees or not, if you had a George Herman Ruth, the babe, autograph, you'd be like... I have an awesome collection. 
I wish I, you know, the only thing I had close to that was a, you know, a reprint or something like that. With, and you and you still felt like it was special, even though it was, you know, it wasn't old. And what what's funny about uh, that that reprint? If I'm not mistaken, I gave you that reprint, and I have one identical to it. You probably do. And it's on my shelf. That's all. Yeah, it's next, still. I, I think I still have it at my mom's house. Next, next to my Sandberg and Juan Gonzalez signed balls. Man. <laughs> Well, you know, that's a, it's just, that's just amazing, you know, to, to think about this family who, who comes upon this, you know, of course, if you don't have any, you know, if you don't like collecting, then you obviously you sell it, you know, uh, oh, yeah. well, well, I say that, but still, I go back to that investment thing. <laughs> it's only going to go up, you know, right, just, just right, hold right. on to it unless you need the money. Right. But, oh, uh, and I mean, you know, another, yeah. I was going to say a hundred thousand dollars would get the majority of people debt free. You're mm-hmm. close to it anyways. I know, I know mm-hmm. I would be close to being debt free and I know you probably would be too, but I mean, just the fact that it's this, the mystique around this card or, you know, this right. player, you know, it's hard to give up if oh, you only spe- have the one. That's right. It's, it's special for sure. Well, you know, that's, that's kind of getting to, you know, another, another thing with, with you and I is, you know, just the baseball collecting, you know, in general has changed so much. You know, I think about, you know, back to what was it, early mid nineties where, you know, we, we would go to card shows, you know, card shows would come to the mall and fill up the, the middle of the mall with different vendors. And, you know, and that's when, that's when the malls ha- actually might have a place that sold all kinds of sports cards, you know, actually making money doing that. And, you know, you and me going and uh, trying to find that, for me, it was Ken Griffey Jr. For you, it was Ricky Henderson or, you know, whatever else we were collecting. Right. But, uh, you know, so much has changed since then, man. It was, it, it's like it just, and I have no idea the reason for it, but it's like baseball card collecting, well, card collecting in general just kind of fell off, fell off the cliff. Well, they, they did it to themselves. That quote unquote junk wax era from uh, most people classified from 87 to 94. They just printed so many of these cards that basically most of them are not worth the paper they're printed on. Now, Mm. does that stop me from collecting them? No, because (laughs) it's the nostalgia. I love looking at these old cards from my childhood. Like, Oh yeah, I remember having this card, you know, and you know, you can get them at a, pretty reasonable price ebay is a wonderful place mm-hmm. most uh most well, yeah. complete sets you can get for about 10 bucks 10 to 15 dollars you know with shipping so i mean i know back in the day when we were collecting those complete sets were a hundred to two hundred dollars if i'm not mistaken they were a lot yeah it was you know, with, with Griffey's upper deck rookie card, I mean, it was one of those things where, yeah, it was, I, I don't think you saved or made any money if you bought the whole set or just that card. You know, of course, that the price of that is, as well as all the other cards fell off the table as well. But, but yeah, like, like you said, though, heck, I've gone to eBay and I think I have a couple of extra Griffey upper deck rookie cards that aren't nearly as valuable as they used to be. No, no, they are not. They, uh, most cards uh, from that era have not kept their value. I mean, there's a few. Uh, 
uh, here and there. Um, but yeah, most of those, what they call junk wax. I mean, the, the, the value is not there anymore. I mean, I know when you got those, that Griffey rookie card, that thing was worth $150. If I'm not mistaken, close it to was. it. And you got a steal on it too. I think you paid, you know, less than a hundred for it. You know, of course it seems like, it seems like I got a good deal. That's why I finally ended up with it. Right. And I mean, we were, 12, 13, 14, that age range where we're busting our butts, working summer jobs for our parents, usually saving mm-hmm. cash. And so we could go to these car shows. So your mom would load us up in the van and take us to whatever National Guard armory they were at or mall. <laughs> That's right. I don't know. I remember going to an armory. I can't even remember where it was. Was it in Oklahoma? I don't I'm know. Not, I'm and not that's, sure. That's, that's been so long ago now, man. But yeah, I remember hitting two or three of them. And I, I remember going to one specific guy and like, I had just started like, okay, sit down. I'm going to collect Ricky Henderson. I, I liked Ricky. You know, he was fast. He was, you know, he could Ricky turn be Ricky, Ricky be Ricky. He could turn a single into a double just like that, you know? And I just, Picked up, you know, stack and was like, okay, I've got this one, got this one, got this one. Had what I didn't have. And it was like $13 or some 20 bucks or something like that. You can have them. And if I'm not mistaken, this gentleman is still selling cards in one of the flea markets here where I live. So I'm not 100% sure. Of course, you know, uh, like I said, that's been 20 something years ago. So times have changed. This, he he looks familiar to me, and I, I go in there occasionally and talk to him and buy stuff off of him. That's where I bought my Ryan Sandberg autograph ball from, and I've I've bought you know several other, got a couple of Sandberg rookies off of him, different things here and there. But guy knows his business, so he he, lived, he was there. <laughs> right. Well, it's just amazing that you know. Uh, just a, a segment of um, just the economy like that, I guess you'd say, because, you know, they, they had brick and mortar stores that just did this. Right. And, and now, and now it's, you know, if you find a, a place, you know, selling cards, it's, you know, it's playing cards. It's, uh, um, uh, it's comic books, you know, along with all these other things to make it, to make it work. Whereas used to, man, you just have, you know, showcases, you know, just, uh, cases laid out with different cards in there and uh, just sport cards. And it's just, just amazing how it could, could work out like that. Oh, yeah. but, the the last store I remember that actually sold sports cards was a store here. Uh, but it was also a comic book shop. And I mean, he had, he didn't have anything like new cards, but he had like some of the older stuff that the limited edition runs, the actual stuff worth money. I remember a guy I was working with, we would drive over here and go, go frequent the shop. Of course, this was before I got back into card collecting, got into comic book collecting. So I was just kind of like, yeah, you know, looking around browsing, like, "Ah, I'm not going to buy any of this kind of kicking myself now for not buying something, you know? Right. I just, uh, yeah, I wish we could have bought some of those things out, but we didn't. (laughs) 
that we, Ricky, we're, we're stuck with that, what we had. That Ricky Henderson rookie is still holding value, though. <laughs> well, didn't didn't you have some card? Did you have some cards stolen from you? Yes, like my complete okay. everything I collected as a child got stolen. Oh god! Minus minus the binder I had of like my Ricky Henderson cards and a few others. Oh well, that's that's good. That saves a little bit, right yeah, there. Yeah, it saves some staying. But I know I had some some cards of value. Looking back, you know, I had a. I'm pretty sure I had an Emmett Smith rookie card that was in that in that Ooh. stack, and you know, it's 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 did gone he, up in value. Did he end up doing anything? Uh, he made a little noise with the Cowboys. You know, just you know, he was a right. you know kind of a middle of the pack, you know, running back. Yeah, I understand. But a sarcasm alert. That's right. Uh. Uh, and I yeah, know that, I have, that stinks, dude. It does. It does. And I mean, it just. Most of the cards aren't worth the value, you know, and whoever probably mm-hmm. stole them, he just either threw them away or took them to a pawn shop. And the dude was like, I'll give you 10 bucks for it all. And they're like, OK. Right. And right. So it, was, it is what it is. But, you know, I'm, I'm starting to amass a collection back. I've got. Oh, I have got all the, the complete top set from 87 to 91. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting back there. We also got the 93 set, but kind of missing that 92 set. So that's probably going to yeah, be my well, next purchase. Everybody look be on the lookout for that and send it, send it to Jamie if you would. Oh, I, I know um, where to find it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it. It's just a matter of a, uh, you know, clicking that buy it now button. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, that that stops me a lot too. And just right as I'm clicking on it, like, oh, do I really well, need we, this right talk- now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we've uh, we've talked a lot about some uh, really nostalgic things from the uh, mid and and late '90s, but you know, one of the things that, that's come up this week is uh, Sony released their I guess their hype video, so to speak, on the PlayStation Five, and uh, of course, of course, immediately I don't know why, but you know, Xbox people have to be mad at PlayStation people and vice versa. I just, you know, if I want them, I buy them both. You know, just go get them both. Who cares? Right. Uh, but but the Xbox people say that the new PlayStation looks like a Wi-Fi router, and the PlayStation people say the Xbox, the new Xbox coming out, looks like a mini fridge. And so, and neither one is wrong. That's right. Yeah, you could say that, but it's it's used as a slight, as if that was you know, I don't know, taking anybody down a peg with that. But right, uh, man, I was I was just you know I was I was really just excited. This is actually the first time I have tuned into one of these kind of promotional hype things uh, and really watched the whole thing because uh, PlayStation Four has been out a long a long time. It, it's really you know, back from, you know, our days, you know, starting out with either you start out with an Atari or a Nintendo, you know, really the, the gaming systems have changed so much. I mean, now uh, use your gaming system for, for gaming, which is amazing and has, you know, really evolved, but you also use it for all kinds of video content. You, know, you want to listen to your music while you're doing stuff. You, you could do that as well. Uh, play, play, you know, Blu-rays, whatever. 
And it's just, it's just kind of amazing, you know, what, how that's evolved. And so I was really interested tuning into this. Is this something that uh, is on your radar? What do you, uh, it what is do you on think my, about? It is on my radar. Um, now I have not just dove into the uh, PlayStation five yet because let's face it. I do not like buying a console when it first comes out just for the simple fact there's always a bug. Xbox I don't think I've it. ever done that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, mean, I don't think I've ever bought a console when it first comes out. Other than like back in the day. But like, yes, the Xbox has bugs. PlayStation has bugs. I mean, they all, and they normally get worked out. Um, the the major one was the, you know, the red ring of death with the Xbox, which, you know, some of them still do. Oh. But, right. you know. But they are getting more and more reliable. Right. And, and, you know, one of the things for me, the reason I I don't normally get real hyped about this stuff is because a lot of it, a lot of times, uh, for those of you out there who play, um, think of a game. I, I love playing sports games. So you think of a game like Madden. There's no competition, uh, you know, but every year they come up with this, you know, video uh, that, that, you know, showing the game before it comes out. And it's always, it's always non-gameplay. You know, it's always something that they, somebody's put together, you know, via instant replay where they're doing close-ups of faces and right. juke moves and jumps. And to me, that shows nothing about the game. No, it does uh, not. And, 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 and actually, PlayStation did this with uh, NBA 2K21. They had Zion Williamson on there. And it showed him in a non-game environment dunking the ball okay you know and it's it's close-ups and all this stuff and man on playstation 4 those those uh uh those characters look phenomenal close up i mean the the sweat the the tattoos the they look amazing and so to me that doesn't i've never been hyped by that show me something show me some gameplay which they did some of with some games uh which several of them looked really good but a lot of that I, i don't get hyped on and it's not just sports games that does that does this. I mean, even your your action adventure games, like you know, I know the big one coming out is The Last of Us Two. You know, I remember when the first one comes out, it's it's basically just showing cutscenes from the game. You know, and not the actual in the game play. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I just. I just don't. I don't go for that, man. <laughs> give me give, give me some actual thing now now one of the you know actual information that we got from this is that uh was in relation to GTA and unfortunately it's GTA 5 uh so this PlayStation 5 is coming out and they're releasing a game on it Grand Theft Auto which has been out since 14 2014 I think and and so a lot of people were really upset by that that you know, you're, you're finally launching this new console and then we're going to get the same exact game. Now, the only thing that really saves it is if you are a PS5 owner, when this launches in 2021, I think it's early 2021, actually, you actually quarter, get this quarter free. four this year. For this year. Okay. So, so you, they're, you they're actually, if you own the PlayStation 5, if you own a PlayStation 5, you get GTA 5. Free now it says updated and expanded or something like that, but if you're releasing it as GTA Five, which everyone you know that wanted it has had it for a long time, 
you're you're not releasing it under GTA Five unless it's pretty much GTA Five, right? So you, you might you might have some you know better graphics, maybe I don't know, but uh, I can't imagine that it's you know very much different. Different radio stations, I don't know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I don't I don't I don't even know what they would do, but uh, that was that was the saving grace, you know. I thought with the watching that video is well, you know, if you if you're upset by it, it doesn't cost you anything. So, you know, who cares? Whatever. Right, right. Uh, now, I've heard there's, they've actually got several games lined up for the release, do they not? They do. They have they have several good-looking games and now. The, and that's uh, a first, too, because I remember when the PlayStation 3 came out, there was like two games. Yeah, and when the, it first that's came. one of the reasons probably, you know, besides the bugs that you or I have never picked it up because – they always release the same time of year. And for me, and probably, you know, true for you too, you know, we're both sports fans. And you have Madden in the summer, which they won't release, usually new. Right. And then you have, you know, any baseball games are in the spring and that's not out. And and so it's just, okay, well, what, you know, what's coming out here? And, and this time they actually have a, you know, NBA 2K21 you know, coming out with it. But again, you know, for the hype video, you basically saw nothing. Right. So, you know, you want to jump into one of those other games just to kind of test out the system. Uh, maybe you do that, but, you know, and I'll just have to see what, what exactly is launching at the time. And a lot of these games, too, are, you know, yeah, they're going to come out on PS5, but they're also going to release them for PS4. So it's like. Yeah. Well, well, yeah is, well, there a, is there a benefit of going to the. Right. Right. And I'd be interested to, to kind of see how that plays out and, you know, if it lives up to the hype and you know, I think it will, I think there'll be a big jump. Uh, it should be, but. Uh, well, one interesting thing I have seen on the PS5 is the fact that they're offering a straight digital version with no uh, yeah. disk drive. Right. Yeah. You, you want to save some money. You can get the PS5 digital edition. And you will receive a unit with with no disk drive, so you'll you'll save some money there. But but in the end, if you ever wanted to, you know, buy a disk and put it in, you're out of luck. You know, right. unless unless they're making some external, you know. But uh, but you know, a lot of people, if you've got the if you've got the uh, the internet speed to do that, and, and that's what you do anyway, is just download games. That, that may be the way to go to save some money. Right. For me, I want to put a Blu-ray in and watch a movie. You know. That is uh that is the saving grace on my PS4 most of the time. <laughs> right. There you go. Well, it's uh and I know the, it, it'll be interesting to see. And just the fact too, I hardly ever buy a game brand new. You know, I'll hit the game stops, the game exchanges, and you know, you can't do that with digital. You can't buy a used game for twelve dollars, you know. That's right. From well, somebody else. I'll tell you it, it's not it's not funny, but it is, you know, in our current climate, we've got a lot of riots going on and, and things like that. And uh, I saw a meme uh, on social media of a uh, like a GameStop or something that had been burnt down. And and the and the caption said, you know, I hope the insurance company tells them the best they can do is eleven dollars and fifty cents. And I got a little chuckle out of that. You oh, know. oh, uh, but, I, would, I would have got more, we, more than a chuckle out of that. <laughs> but you know we do like you said if you want to sell those games 
you know, you need a company like that. But then it is also frustrating, you know, to, you know, not get, not get near what you think it's worth. I remember taking, uh, I had an Xbox 360 and a PlayStation 3 at the same time. Well, it got mm-hmm. to where I was, you know, I never played the Xbox 360. I'd, I'd got it cheap, you know. Uh, I think I paid 50 bucks for it. So I was like, you know, I wasn't out a lot of money, you know. And I was like, well, you know, I've got a few games for it. You know, I'll just go trade it for something I need. Took it to game GameStop. And the dude literally told me, he's like, man, he's like, this is in pristine condition. He's like, you'd be better off taking it to a pawn shop than here. Oh, wow. The guy working behind the counter tells me that. And I'm like, of course, I'm like, you know what, dude, I'm already here. I don't want to go mess with a pawn shop. How much for it? And he's like, you're not going to be. He's like, I think he offered me like $43 for it. Oh, man. And this is like 2011. Mm hmm. 2012 so i mean it wasn't like the xbox 360 had been out and or the xbox one had been out you know so you know the 360 prices were down it's like the 360 was still going yeah but you know uh, I, I i try not to do too much business with gamestop but you know sometimes you have to that's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest, you know, for me lately, of course, I don't buy a bunch of games. I, you know, I'll buy a couple of games and, you know, now games have even changed. You know, it used to, you bought a game and you, you just played it and you took it back to the store. Well, now, you know, so many games, I don't know if I own a game that doesn't, uh, doesn't operate with, you know, in-game uh, purchases, you know, wanting to buy virtual currency and things like that. And so, by the time you sink all of that money into it, you don't want to get rid of that game, right? Uh, because bye bye is all that stuff you you paid for, right? Or uh, I know for for those of you who don't play games, I know that sounds sounds silly, but I think we all can waste our money in different ways. Um, <laughs> you know, whether whether it's fishing or whatever, you know. And, well, I catch fish and I can feed my family. Yeah, but you got a sixty thousand dollar boat and a bunch, you know, <laughs> and, and five grand worth of tackle. I mean, how much fish could we have bought here? Uh, but, uh, but, but, you know, it's just, you know, um, you know, whatever choices you make, but that, to me, that's, that's really changed it. And I've, I've been keeping all my games. And that's another tangent I could go on about is that pay, pay to play method. I know we grew up, you know, if you wanted to get to the next level, you had to unlock it. You had to do something specific in the game to reach this, to unlock this character or to unlock this level. Um, like the, the mortal Kombat games, you know, those were big growing up and to unlock these secret characters, you had to do certain things in certain levels. And then this character would be playable. Now it's like, you want that character? It's five bucks. That's right. You know, yeah. Dish oh, it I, out. I've already paid $70 for this game. Uh-huh. and it's not complete is that what you're telling me yes yes that's what i'm <laughs> that's telling right. you i need five more dollars yeah yeah and that's the same that's the same with just different games angle it a different way you know i've i've got sports games where you 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 know you pay money to get cards for different you know game modes and if you have a michael jordan card that means you play with michael jordan right well I, you have a lot of times you have to pay to get those cards so it is pay to play then you play against other people and Maybe they didn't have the money to put, to to put up this virtual currency, but 
you know, yeah, it is in a way, um, you and, don't pay to play. And then it, it becomes more of a, not who's the better player, but who has the means to afford the better stats. If you will. That's right. That's right. And that's, that's one. That's why I'm jaded on online play now. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to spend $30 on this one guy so I can beat you. I'll just go play the computer and be happy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do a lot of that, man. Especially, especially right now, my internet, uh, we don't have a, a, a high download speed here. And, and so to me, it's just frustrating to play, you know, some games online, you know, some things work fine, but, but some games really take a lot online. And, and so, heck, I, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, sitting down to be frustrated. I'm sitting down to unwind, you know, that, that's my, uh, you know, short term escape, you know, um, just to just to have a little enjoyment, you know, sit down and have fun. So yeah, I'll play single player, uh, whatever. You know, there are other games that I'll play and and you know call my brother or or, or whatever. But uh, uh, yeah, I get a lot of enjoyment out of single player myself. Well, we uh, we want to we want to end this podcast really with a uh, a question. I'd like to end every podcast with this question. And that is, what are you a fan of? Now, I'm asking that for you guys because I want you to reach out to us and let you know, hey, what is something we need to talk about, something that you're a fan of right now? But also as a part of this, we want to share things that we are enjoying. And the thing I, the thing I want to talk about today for myself is right now I am a fan of the Sonic app. That's right. Download the free Sonic app. I have, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things, you ever gotten something, you know, whether it be technology or whatever, and you think, why didn't I have this earlier? Uh, the big thing with the Sonic app is uh, I hate waiting. Don't you? I mean, I, I hate waiting, sitting, uh, knowing what I want, but it's going to be a while. Uh, and that's in a lot of different ways. You know, if I'm, if I'm getting my oil changed, I want to show up and somebody start working on that. You know, let's, let's time that that way. But with the Sonic app, you, it actually, you know, if you allow it to have your GPS, it calculates how far you are from Sonic. You put in your order, so you get to control that and not, not the speaker, not wondering if they heard you correctly. So you put that in and it calculates how far you are from it. And so it, they say they'll have your stuff ready, you know, when you get there. And, um, and which I really noticed my wife did the other day that, uh, we did that and she waited about a minute and then got our complete order, which is amazing. You know, even for a Sonic, you know, Sonics are, Sonics are okay with, with, you know, speed. But the big thing right now for me is if you have the Sonic app and you, you make an order, you can, you can get free drinks and free, sl or not free drinks, free sludges, half price drinks and half price slushes just by having the app. So save yourself some money, download the Sonic app and go get you a drink, go get you a slush. Tell them, tell them Jamie sent you. Maybe that'll get you something. Uh, Jamie, probably, what are you a probably, fan of right now? That probably wouldn't get you very far. <laughs> well, just food apps in general, um, piggybacking off, you know, the Sonic app. I live in a little bit bigger city than you do, so I've got a little more options. We, you know, I have used the Taco Bell app. Uh, that is, you know, I've got two boys and myself included who don't like lettuce. You know, I don't have to worry Amen. about 
did did the person on the other side of the speaker hear me say no lettuce? And uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not dogging on anybody that you know has to work the drive through. I mean, everybody's human; mistakes are made. Sometimes you don't hear me. I mean, not your fault. But with that app, I know it's going to you saying no lettuce. Or, you know, same with like pizza, pizza restaurants. I mean, that is, you know, Domino's especially. I can put my order in and then I can watch them make it, you know, with the little pizza tracker, you know, it's like, oh, they're on their way. Better put my pants and shirt on. That's that's right. Got to time that right. But yeah, it sounds like it sounds like for both of us, we like that order accuracy and really the you know timeliness because of it. Um, that's certainly a big deal for me is just just saving that time. But yeah, getting that getting that uh, order correct. There's nothing you know nothing worse than getting your order, going home, and okay, that's not right. Of course, that could still happen. You know, they could still you know forget to put your corn dog in the Sonic bag, but. Um, you know, like you said, we're a human, we make mistakes. That's fine. But just to, just to have, you know, a little, uh, I guess more control, uh, kind of, uh, with your order accuracy and also with the speed, uh, and heck in the, in the case of the Sonic app, just save yourself some money. Uh, so, you know, check out, check out these apps. A lot of those apps do that. Uh, I know my wife uses the Chick-fil-A app or used to use the Chick-fil-A app, uh, quite a bit, um, and she would earn points and they would give her free stuff every month. Like, I mean, she could get a free chicken sandwich or free order of waffle fries or, you know, they're, they're all the time doing specials for their apps. Um, I know one of the specials that Taco Bell was doing on Tuesdays, you got a free uh, Doritos Loco Taco with your order. So, I mean, or if you wanted it, you know, so, Hey, Free stuff's free stuff. That's right. Well, the only thing is you got to know about it to get it. And so hopefully, hopefully some of you out there, you know, didn't know about this. Well, hopefully you've been experiencing these, these free things or, or discounted items. But if you haven't, just download one of these apps, try it out for yourself and heck, start en- enjoying the things Jamie and I are, are enjoying. Uh, well, this is, this is all for episode one of the Fanatic Life Podcast. We're so grateful again that you would join us and uh, we will see you next week. I'm John. He's Jamie. We'll see you soon. Take care. Everybody.